For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. On the left hash, it is going to be a 42-yard field goal attempt out of the hold of Reed Bauer. This to give the Razorbacks the lead. A minute 35 to go. It's a good snap. The kick's on the way. It's got plenty of distance. Oh, it hit the upright, and it's no good. It hit the upright. It's no good. I don't know how many of you got a chance to watch the Bills and the Dolphins game, but Ken Dorsey, former Miami coordinator, or uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback, is in the booth for the Bills, and they don't complete a fourth and goal. Josh Allen throws it short, and he just starts wrecking stuff in the box. He is throwing stuff. He breaks an NFL camera. I'm going to be honest. I sat there calmly on Saturday night when Cam Little missed that field goal. I'm not putting this on Cam, but that's all I wanted to do is start breaking stuff, break the glass in front of me, as most of you did, because you knew at that point the game was over. And for whatever reason... We once again watched Arkansas, Tommy, fall in Jerry World in a game that they had every chance to win. Hot Take Monday is brought to you by Wheels RV. Five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Dude, there's a lot of things in this game that would leave you frustrated. I imagine there were remote controls across our state shattered at several moments in that ball game. The kick was one of them, but the kick was just kind of the crescendo, the cherry on top to what had become a theme throughout the night of Arkansas getting in their own way. Decisions made on the field, 
decisions made on the sideline that seemed to keep Arkansas from getting where they needed to be. There's a lot of things that uh, would leave you frustrated and wanting to pound your fist on something Saturday night. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Rocket Sanders' mom has, has called in this morning. She wants to talk to Coach Bryles. Uh, Miss Sanders, go ahead. Hello? Um, Enough with the trick plays, Bert. Run the dang ball. <laughs> you are, Run the dang ball. Run it. I think a lot of people feel I'm that way. screaming that at times. Mrs. Sanders, appreciate your phone call this morning. Listen. Arkansas ran it 54 times in this game. They passed it 19. I've already done the math. That's 74% of the time they ran the ball. But there's, as Chuck says, and I totally agree, there are three or four or five plays in any ball game that define the contest. And we're going to get into some of that, I'm sure, this morning. But I don't know about you, but I was, I'm still befuzzled, scratching my head, trying to figure out that whole Malik Hornsby situation. That's not on Malik. We'll, we'll walk through that. But, I mean, Arkansas ran the ball in this game, but there were some moments <laughs> where you tried to throw the ball, and that being one of them that seemed to derail or, or, or certainly disrupt the offensive flow in the ball game when things were rolling, when you finally you, you were set to go up 21 to nothing by just continuing to do what you were doing, pounding the football. I, I, I'm I'm with you, Miss Sanders. Run the ball, run the ball. Well, that sequence you're talking about was Malik in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. KJ threw a bad pass to him. He was open on a, basically a stop route, and it was KJ threw it wide. The second play, he gained like a yard on a jet he sweep, lost a yard, and then he, lost he a had yard. a double reverse. There was a fumble that they got back on top of, but those were the the plays that they ran from Malik Hornsby that kind of, as you just said, derailed the drive. It. Killed the momentum, killed the drive. Arkansas on that drive had started out and ran the ball for 47 yards on that drive prior to those plays. In that same drive, went for 47 yards to the to the AM 38, started at their own 15 after the punt. All rushing yards, every one of those 47 rushing yards. And then, like you said, the pass to Hornsby didn't work. Okay, let's double down again. Then we complete one to Hornsby. Lost a yard. And then and snap it to him. I, I don't know. Then that was the, you know, that that seemed to be the the sentinel moment in this game where things changed for this offense. Yeah, and it was good to see Dominique Johnson back. It was good to see Miles Slusher back. He did have some positives to take away from this football game. I mean, you're up 14-0, and I'm thinking to myself, after KJ throws that long ball to Warren Thompson, he walks into the end zone. It's like, they might run these guys out of the stadium. Sure enough, Texas A&M rallies, scores 2,300 points, and you don't win. And even at that point when they scored in the fourth quarter, KJ takes the read option and runs in, scampers into the end zone. You're like, all right, life again. Defense gets a stop. What they needed to do, A&M attempted that long field goal, missed it. You're thinking to yourself, okay, KJ Jefferson, ball in his hands, here we go. And it was so odd to me. Ricky Stromberg has been so good all season. He's one of the best centers in college football in the SEC and for, and I don't know if he was pulling on that play, but the ball kind of hits his butt or whatever, short hops it to KJ, and then Rocket gets on top of it. They, every, every time Arkansas needed something specific in the second half, whether it was a sack, a tip ball, uh, a ball to bounce incomplete, they just didn't get it. And that was one of the, the crazier instances on a second and five that kind of completely, completely derailed that drive and forced Cam to have to attempt that field goal. Because I thought they, if that didn't happen, I, 
I think Arkansas was going to score. He could, he being Cam Little, could take 10,000 footballs out there and try to hit the top of the upright the way he did. You couldn't do it again, dude. I mean, that was the, you've watched a lot of ball. I've watched more ball than you just because of age. I've never seen that in my life. High school, college, pros. Have you ever seen a ball land? Basically, you land on top of the upright. Never seen mm-hmm. that. I've seen him hit the upright, obviously, but never the way that did. Oh. That, that that was the uh, that, that was just the the the, uh, the the sign of snake being snake bit. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated wrote a column that's an NFL upright, so it's taller. And the idea is, See, what would have happened if? It was a college upright, and because it looked directly on, and I don't know the rule if it's directly over it's the be upright. Inside. I mean, it becomes a judgment call. I mean, it's got to be inside the upright to be good. That was what he was kind of contemplating, and Arkansas I, fans were. I question. I saw that from Ross, and I don't think I'd need someone from from Cowboy Stadium to confirm that. So you're telling me they changed the field out? They they changed the entire turf out to put college hash marks down versus the pro field. Because that's what happens at Cowboy Stadium. The field is changed out for a college game versus a high, but they don't change the goalpost. I, I, I need some. I mean, I, I think those got to be college width. I don't know about the height. I don't know, you know. But I didn't even know there was a difference. To be oh yeah, honest. there's a, there's a difference, but because like when you go to War Memorial, oh it's so college small. Well, yeah. when they're college goalposts. If you're playing a high school game there, those have always been college. Regulated goalpost for high schools. They're a little bit narrower. Yeah, I mean, they get narrower. I don't know about the height, but he, yeah, there's a lot to do. I just wonder about that. I'm not saying Ross is wrong, but you're telling me they changed the field, but not the goalpost? I, I, I just read the article. I'm, I'm, I didn't call Jerry and ask him if they, Why if not? they changed it out. Why didn't Don't you? have him on speed dial. I do appreciate him letting us do the post game show inside of his stadium. A lot of text you to get to. We were there. Yeah, 100%. A lot of text <laughs> to get to here this morning. A lot of calls. We've already received a couple of those. We want your reaction. It is a hot take Monday. I'm sure people are filled with venom this morning. Not necessarily directed at any one individual, but maybe just the the way the game played out. Maybe it isn't an individual. As long as you don't go scorched earth, we'll welcome you in this morning with open arms. Well, there's probably going to be a few calls with some scorched earth this morning. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. 
I just want you to know, I asked Tommy to run the company credit card a little bit earlier. We needed to get to the bottom of this. Now, this is what we found. I got 1.53 a.m., a $321 charge from Jocko Sports Bar. At 2.46 a.m., I got a $500 cash withdrawal from someplace called Foxy Roxy's. Credit card records are kind of like text messages. There's no lying your way out of it. You learn something new every day, and that's what I learned on Friday that I can't uh, can't really explain what I was doing in Dallas this past weekend. We're going to have to figure that out at some can't point. Can't explain or can't remember. A combination of both. <laughs> Chuck's going to join us coming up in just a sec as we're reacting to Arkansas's 23-21 to loss to Texas A&M from Saturday night. It's all here on a Hot Take Monday brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of Exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. The best brands, the best prices, and always a lifetime warranty on every new RV they sell. It's again at Wheels RV, five miles west of Exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Morning, Chuck. Morning, guys. How's it going? It's horrible. 48 <laughs> degrees in Fayetteville, fellas. I got to tell you, the first thing I thought about when I walked outside was, you know, it feels like fall. Then I thought about the game. Then I thought about Alabama coming to town. But the weather's really nice. What we got on Saturday? High of 79, low of... 45. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be a perfect fall afternoon for football. Good football weather. Well, we've got a a bunch of text, and we've received some calls this morning. It seems like most of the heat and anger has been directed at at our offensive coordinator, Chuck. Oh, I think everybody's got to have somebody to blame when you lose. I mean, that's just human nature. You want to find somebody to blame. Um, You know, that's, that's generally speaking in college football. When your team doesn't win a game, it's either going to be the head coach, the offensive coordinator, or the defensive coordinator that gets gutted. And um, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, when you when when you call plays and they don't work, um, yeah, you know they're well, bad plays. I guess by at the God, end of the call day. the ones that work. Yeah, and, call the and, ones that work. I mean, I call get it. I get it. I, I mean, look, I, I uh, um, anybody that's listened to me knows I'm I, I'm kind of old school. Um, I, I mean, I believe in putting the ball in the running back's belly, and um, we're going to run until you stop it. Um, I understand that line of thinking. I really do. I also know that these plays have worked in practice. It's not like when they run them in practice, they screw them up, and they, you know, they they work and uh, didn't work in the game. A and M read it perfectly on that. Uh, you know, when when they threw it to Hazelwood, A uh, and M just 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 read it perfectly and. Um, they filmed study two, and they, um, you know, they made a great play, and Arkansas didn't. And I think that play, and maybe a handful of others, are the ones people remember. JT Hot Springs texted us in. He said the same fan base who ran off Ken Hatfield and Houston up because all they did were running the ball is complaining that the OC should only run the ball. This fan base is ridiculous. Well, it's not that the fan base is ridiculous. It's that everybody wants to win. And, you know, we did last week. We um, we took some calls about, you know, when are they going to open up this offense? When's Kendall Bryles really going to open up this offense? And then by Monday morning, it's how come we're just not running the ball more? So, I mean, people just want to win. People want to move the ball. They want to win. If, 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 if they go up 21-7, and they didn't. But if they go up 21-7, we're not having this conversation in all probability. Yeah. But they fumbled, and the game fell apart, and they lost. Yeah, I think a lot of people's aggravation, anxiety, is 
the scenario where you're up 14 to nothing and you got a chance to go and and get yourself in a three touchdown advantage and really feel like you're, you're going to win this ball game and then the three plays involving Hornsby that seemed to derail what was a great drive already I think that's where a lot of people's uh, frustrations are at with the play calling well, and I don't know if it's, you know, not a case, too, of, you know, Texas A&M beginning to get their feet underneath them a little bit defensively. I mean, if you read the comments from the players, um, A&M made some adjustments defensively after that start, as you would expect any team to do, as Arkansas would have done. And, um, you know, yeah, it would have been nice to have just, you know, run the ball right down their throats. But, you know, you've um, you got a guy over there, and again, I mean, we take calls all the time from people saying, why don't you get Hornsby on the field? When I spoke to the Razorback Club in Fort Smith, the first question in the Q&A was, what are they going to do with Hornsby? So, I mean, I know people think about that. So they got him on the field, and it didn't work. I mean, that's just the bottom line is it didn't work. And, and I know people are frustrated there. Now, I will be honest with you. When Hornsby came on the field, my first thought was not, man, I wish they'd keep running the ball and let's go up 21 to nothing. Um, but as it turned out, in retrospect, it's easy to go back and say that. Sam Pittman got asked about play calling. Here's what he said. I didn't like the ones when we tried to run stretch and we lost a yard too. I didn't like the passes that we overthrew. I didn't like those. I didn't like whenever we ran inside zone and we got a yard. I didn't like them either. We got an offensive coordinator, a damn good one, and whatever we decide that we're going to do, we do it as a staff and and I wish they'd have worked, but they worked in practice, and I'm I'm not questioning his calls. Guys, Derek and I came to the conclusion on Saturday night, and I want y'all's opinion on this. That's what he's saying publicly. Is it a different conversation with Kendall privately about those trick plays? Oh, I don't know if the conversation begins with trick plays. I don't think he walks in and says, fellas, we got to stop running these trick plays. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a situation like that I, I mean obviously you plan for every game I'll tell you what I heard Saturday night after the game um I heard a coach who's been around a long time who knows that regardless of what everybody says between now and next Saturday we've got to turn the page tonight you know by the time we get back we have to turn the page because Alabama's coming to town next week and after we play Alabama we got to go to Mississippi State and um you better not dwell on things if you're a coach. Now, we can do that. I mean, we can come back on Monday morning, and we can, you know, with, with 48 hours advance notice, we can have some pretty good analysis of what happened mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, but they got to turn the page. That's what I heard from Sam Pittman. For players, coaches, everybody was, boy, this one stings, and it's going to hurt. But we got Alabama next week, and we got to turn the page. Uh, here's what I hear, and here's how I feel is – Arkansas, I thought, was the better team Saturday and got in their own way of winning. I, th- I think a lot of fans feel that way this morning, Chuck. Well, I think everybody does. I, I think everybody does. That's I, what makes it frustrating. It, what, what's the frustrating part is you didn't feel – I mean, if you get beat Saturday against Bama, well, you get beat by a better team. I don't think anyone left Arlington or, or put down the remote or picked up the pieces of what was left of the remote, <laughs> it swept them up in your living room following that game and felt like – Man, A&M was just a better team tonight. I, I, I mean, no. I think that's why a lot of people I talked to yesterday said, man, I just didn't sleep very good following that game. I'm still aggravated. I'm still pissed off. I'm still, you know, whatever the, the, the gamut of emotions. No one was happy about it because they felt like the better team lost the game at their own fault. And I won't necessarily disagree with that sentiment. 
But, you know, again, when you feel that way, we all have a tendency to blame somebody. I mean, you got to go blame someone. We got to go find one guy. We got to blame him. And um, I know that's how people, uh, how people felt after the game, that Arkansas was the better team. I felt that way after the game Saturday night. That's what makes a loss like this frustrating. These losses happen sometimes, and um, they do sting. And you got to make sure that A&M doesn't beat you twice. They're sure not good enough to beat you twice. Mm-hmm. They might not have really been good enough to beat you once, but they're sure as hell not good enough to beat you twice. And, I mean, you got to find a way to turn the page, and that's hard to do. You know, we're not doing it right now. I promise you, at 6.38 Monday morning, if this team's not already turned the page, it's going to be ugly Saturday. Well, let me remind you, Chuck, it's Beat Bama Week on the morning I rush. I understand that. Presented by Lotto, the new Jack They Rocky. didn't have the decency to let us promote a 4-0, 4-0 game this exactly. week. Presented. They ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Presented by Lotto, the new jackpot game from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. With drawings every Wednesday and Saturday, Lotto is the only game played and won in Arkansas. Get your Lotto ticket today in stores or on the jackpot app. So we're, we're ready to move. It's Beat Bama Week here on the Morning Rush. It is. Charlie and Camden, I know you've got some thoughts on this game. Go ahead, man. Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to take the negative approach of some fans and just point the finger right at one person or one coordinator. I, what I will say is I feel like all year long um, I look back and I just haven't seen like a full four-quarter game from us yet. And you know, I think a lot of the things that we talk about fixing, there's there's one in particular that we're still having trouble doing more than anything, and that's tackling. And, um, you know, I, I just thought coming into that game, we would just tackle a little better. You know, I, guess what we did do? We did cover better. Um, I thought the coverage overall was a lot better. Now, granted, there were times that I wish we would have turned and played the ball a little better, but... Overall, coverage-wise, I thought we were much, much better. And uh, we, we, but we got to figure out a way to tackle people in space. I, I don't know what is going on as far as that goes. We just have not been a very good tackling team this year, uh, guys. We came into that game leading the league against the run, but I feel like that was the first team that just decided, you know what, you know what, we're going to adjust and we're just going to line up and we're going to run the football at them. And I don't know what they average yards per carry, but it it was a good bit, Tommy. What you know, I just thought we struggled against the run. I thought that's one of the reasons why our offense got out of rhythm in that second half. They kept the ball so long. You know, it was just I'm not going to point the blame at Kendall Browse. I don't do that. We don't. You know, he didn't try to jump over the goal line from the three yard line. I mean, I love KJ Jefferson. I'm not pointing the blame at him either. I'm just saying that everyone you know, made mistakes in this game. Ricky Stromberg with the snap there on second and four that they possibly could have picked up. And, uh, you know, we found a way to follow on and give ourselves a chance at a field goal. But, you know, there are a lot of different people you could point at. It It was a team loss. I mean, yeah, we were the better team, but it it was a team loss. And, uh, guys, I do worry about the team turning the page. You guys – talked about it. I do worry about their confidence because you could see it on their face after the game and Ricky Stromberg was over there crying. I saw him on the field. So I do worry about that just a little bit. I wonder what you guys thought about that. Can they do that? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. you know, because it felt like even after that KJ fumble, it's just like it was a completely different team. So Yeah, they that, that place 
was the singular difference. Or if you're going to pick one play in that football game, that would be Well, it. that was the turning point. Hey, let me make a couple points, though, on, on uh, what he was saying there. And I want to go back to the third quarter. Um, you know, people are pointing the finger, as they often do, at the O.C. Um, but, you know, I thought in the third quarter what he's talking about there, just, you know, the inability to get the ball back. Um, you look at the time of possession in the third quarter. Um, I just thought A&M, you know, in that period, I thought they controlled the line of scrimmage. I thought they, they you know, they didn't pull away, but they scored a lot of unanswered points. And, you know, my issue right now, I thought the defense overall, I didn't think the defense played a bad game. I mean, A&M scored 23 points, and six of those came on a fumble recovery. So I didn't think the defense was that bad. Where I think they've got to step up is they've got to start forcing turnovers. They were plus four in the first two games, and they're minus four in the last two games. And, um, you know, to me... This defense is is not going to be one of those shutdown type defenses. They've got to be an opportunistic defense. They got to force some turnovers. They get as much as they get to the quarterback, they need to be forcing some turnovers. And I thought there were two or three times on Saturday night with some of those throws. I'm not saying you pick them all off, but you ought to at least get one of them. And I think that's one of the real keys moving forward for our defense is not Yes, open field tackling's an issue, but guys, that's an issue for everybody. I mean, everybody's got receivers that can make you miss. Mm-hmm. That's an issue for every team out there. Every coach talks about open field tackling. You got to force turnovers, and um, that's what I hope they can do moving forward. And to your point, A and M had the ball eleven minutes forty seconds yeah. of the third quarter. Couldn't uh, get off the field. Ball security is a problem. It's not just the turnovers Arkansas's allowing themselves. It's where they're happening. That's two weeks in a row, Chuck, where there's been a turnover at or near the goal line. That's where they've got to improve is goal line ball security. That's been a real problem for two games in a row. Yeah, I, I you know, obviously you can't fumble inside the five-yard line. I, I mean, that's just, you know, that's a simple catch. And so, um, you know, it's a situation where, um, you know, KJ was trying to make a play. You go back and you look at the replay and you realize that he didn't really have that chance that he thought he had. And, um, you know, if you could do it again, you sure wouldn't do that. Now, the play at the goal line with Rocket, I'll, I'll, I'll give the other guys some credit on that one. That, uh, that defender, I mean, that's, that's the way you'd put it in a video, the way he hit him. So I'll give them a little bit of credit for that. But you're right. I mean, you can't fumble inside the five. Don texted in this morning said that it's, it was selfish for KJ to do what he was. He loves KJ, thinks he's one of the best quarterbacks, but he felt like that was a selfish move on his part to no, do what he did. I don't know if it's selfish. He just, selfish is a strong word. Yeah, he was trying to make a play. Um, but I, I just think that, I mean, Michael Jordan didn't jump that far to make some of them dunks, guys, in that famous poster. I mean, you can't, I mean, his foot, I went back and what, his foot was on the four when he took off. From the you know when he leaped, I mean, I just he's a two hundred and forty pound man. I think physics take over at some point, Chuck. Well, I mean, it, you know, it didn't work. I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, we all watched it, and um, you know, I'm sure if he had it to do over again, he wouldn't do it. Jerry texted in and says, "What totally amazes me when we lose is the fan base all of a sudden becomes smarter than the coaching staff." Well, but guys, that's 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 natural. Any- that happens everywhere. We're not unique in that respect. Let's see. We're in for a rude awakening when Kendall Bryles decides to leave. This is from Wyatt and P. Ridge. People will be begging to have him 
back. And you brought it up earlier, Clay. I think someone's looking, and not just for Saturday night, but Chuck, someone's just looking for someone to blame this morning. I think that's just part of it. When well, anytime you lose a close game, everyone has to point the finger at someone else. You know, I'll, I'll I will say this in defense of Kendall Bryles, and I've said this a lot of times, is that you know you look at KJ's passing percentage, and you compare that with what you know his actual downfield passing ability is. Um, I think the OC gets a lot of credit for that. I, I've maintained all along that Kendall Bryles does a terrific job at making certain that, generally speaking, when they throw the football, they do it in a situation where KJ can make the throws and they disguise a lot of the things that he can't do. And so, um, look, it's when you're the play caller, I mean, uh, if a play works, you get all the credit. And if a play doesn't work, you get all the blame. Hey, guys, uh, let me talk just for a minute about Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You know, you hear me talking about these guys a lot, and I know even as we talk about ball games, there are people out there right now who are trying to sell a house. There are people out there who are trying to buy a house. Um, life goes on in that respect. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I got a pro on my side of the table when it comes time to buy or sell a home. And uh, that's what these guys are at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You're going to find someone who's professionally trained and who knows how to get you from contract to close. And you're going to experience that with him. That was my experience, and I think that'll be your experience too. They've got offices in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale. They're in Bentonville. They've got an office in Fort Smith, a new one up in Branson. Uh, you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. That's Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Tyler and El Dorado feels like the defense over-pursues everything when it comes to that well they played aggressive we saw that there were I mean there was a handful of times where Johnson was like a just a, a, a so close to going down and they just missed him on certain plays he that guy made some plays on Saturday now you got to give him credit oh I think you know a lot of times we do the same thing when we run that zone to the outside I mean the idea is to get the defense to over pursue a little bit you find a cut back lane and away you go um, that's 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 the design of the play, and sometimes when it works, you know, you get yardage, and we run that, and it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, and A and M ran it with you know similar results. But you know, when you look at their rushing yardage, the big run by A chain in the first half skews those numbers a little bit. I thought that was a big play because it flipped the field. Nobody started to drive in plus territory, and if you look at the numbers in the first quarter, A and M really had bad field position, but. Um, that play, that play flipped the field. I thought that was a key play, too. Jason texting in. He says he's going the other way on this upcoming Alabama game. He thinks losing on Saturday will help propel this team to be even better against the, the Crimson Tide, Chuck. Well, it depends on how you respond. It depends on how you respond. And I would imagine with a mature team, the response will be pretty good. You know, Kansas State beat Oklahoma Saturday night. Kansas State was coming off a loss to Tulane. Um, you know, that's the, that, That's how the world works. And um, A&M beat Bama last year, a week off a loss to Mississippi State at home. So, you know, every week's different, and I think Arkansas will be ready to play Saturday. Let's hear what Jeremy Greenwood thinks. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, I just had a uh, – I agree with everything you guys are saying about the game Saturday night. You know, I felt like we were the better team and, and uh, just let, let it get away from us. But I wanted to know what y'all thought on that play where KJ fumbled the ball and Rocket chased the guy down the sideline, and he he tried to make the tackle, and it looked like he held the guy up, and you kind of read his body language like he had kind of thought that he had kind of stopped the guy, like forward progress, and maybe the play should have been stopped or whistled, and then the guy came and took the ball from him and, of course, ran down the sideline. But 
What did you? What did y'all think? Did y'all think that was some kind of forward progress that maybe the that they should have blew the whistle right there? In replay, it looked like it, but if you watch that game in full motion, Jeremy, he's still kind of moving forward a little bit, and he it's a pretty quick exchange because that was what I initially thought. But if you actually go back and watch it, it it was it just, was a whisker away. It was a whisker away. I thought from being a forward progress situation. But, um, you know, Richardson came in, bailed him out, took the ball from him, basically. Just took the ball from him. I, I mean, hey, it, it was a heady play on yeah, uh, Richardson's well, part. Yeah, I mean, it, and you got to remember, you know, Rocket Sanders isn't a defender. He's not someone that's, you know, a trained tackler on, on an every-down basis. So, I mean. That was such a confusing play, too. I, I mean, the, you know, the way it unfolded. I mean, all of a sudden you look up, and it's like Chapel's got the ball. And, um yeah, that was just a weird play. Obviously, you should have thrown him to the ground in retrospect, but you know Richardson took the ball from him, and away he went. Yeah, I mean, I I listened to your call. I mean, that, that was tough. All those bodies were kind of wadded up in there, and then, I mean, particularly from your vantage point, I don't know how long it took you to realize there had been an exchange of the football. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, it was uh, – that's the worst one. place in the world to broadcast a game from, just as an aside. Nobody cares about that. But, yeah, the angle that I had was awful, and um, – you know, it's different on the field, too. So, that was a weird play, and A&M made it. And, I mean, it changed the game, no doubt about it. You look at the way A&M scored. Obviously, that play, then you look at that pass to the end zone where the guy caught it oh, from his yeah. knees. Yeah. I mean, that's a low-percentage play in, yeah. in, 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 in a lot Dying of realities. Quail. You know, you know, you just, they had two or three throws yeah. that were dying quails, and that was, I guess, the first one. But, uh, yeah, that's a... You know that was a frustrating deal mm-hmm. there. Thought that game or that play was going to get picked off, but and then I noticed the A and M guy caught the football, and I was just like, man, I was just unlucky. All right, Tom and hey, Tom, go ahead. Let me mention Kevin and Alpina's text. He said we lost a game we should have won. Now we need to win a game we're not supposed to win. That's kind of how it works. Yep. I mean, that's just sort of how it works right there in college football. I think that's a good text. See what Tom and Charleston has. Tommy, you said something about the fans. Yeah. So. I went down the game this weekend, the second time a row, year in a row that I went. And uh, I think if we want to stay competitive in the series with Texas A&M, we, we might need to go home and home and stop doing it because I was on the Arkansas side. And, I mean, there was a bunch of Aggies that were sitting on the Arkansas side. And the fans in my section weren't even really standing up. Like, they wasn't really passionate fans. And so I just didn't think it was like, you know, the people we have up at Fayetteville. It just didn't seem like the energy, you know, that we normally have with our fans. Well, I would say, uh, Tom, appreciate the call. If you, I got a pretty bird's eye view like Chuck did. Arkansas had more fans there in Texas A&M. Now, they were dominating in terms of the atmosphere in the first and second quarter, but they didn't have anything to cheer for in the third quarter. So I don't know if it was that instant that you were talking about it, but I mean, and they got rowdy again in the fourth quarter when Arkansas actually did something. I don't know if I can 100% jump on board with that, but there, I mean, it's going home and home in 2025, guys. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. 
No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in Pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. What was Arkansas's biggest issue on Saturday night? 877-377-6963 is our number that you can call or text in. Voice your opinion on this. Chuck, Tommy, what do y'all think it was? Well, I just said a minute ago. I think two two games straight, you've not forced turnovers. I, I, I think you got to force turnovers to win. This is not a shutdown defense. They got to force turnovers. All security at the goal line. I mean, that's back to back weeks where you've had a fumble inside the five or at, at or near the goal line. Ball security when you're about to score has to be paramount. I mean, it's basic stuff. I know, but we've just seen examples of where it's cost you two weeks in a row and. Uh, I mean, you, you could, there's a lot of plays you could point out from this A&M game and say, well, that cost you the game. Oh, or was it this one that cost you? Or was it this one that cost I mean, there was about four or five key plays in this game, and certainly the, the fumble at the goal line was one of them. Mm-hmm. I think those are both um, good answers, and I can't really push back on that. For me, though, it's the missed tackling. I mean, it's just it, it's been every game this season. Now, some have come from – less have come from running the football, but – I'll give credit to A-Chain because he had a dominant third quarter for the Aggies. And they, as you said earlier, Chuck, they set the tone with their offensive line. And, man, they were just missed tackles galore in that game on Saturday night. Well, I mean, you know, to me, I, I thought in the third quarter, I don't think it was an issue necessarily missed tackles. I just thought A&M's offensive line, I mean, they got a great push. And, um, you know, a lot of times when – you know, by the time A-Chain had any contact on him, I mean, he was past the line of scrimmage. And so, um, you know, to me, that was the biggest issue defensively. I, 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 I don't know, you know, I'm not sure which, which uh, specific plays you're talking about, but I, I just thought in the third quarter their offensive line got a push and um, blew Arkansas off the ball, and I thought that was that was that was the reason they dominated in the third quarter. One of the biggest backbreaking plays to me was when you Landon Jackson got that sack at second and thirty. I think there was a penalty too, and then you let Anaya Smith gain thirty-one or thirty-two yards on that second play, and ended up setting them up for a field goal. You push them out of field goal range. We might be talking about something different that morning. Yeah. This yeah. morning, you know, there were a couple of hundred yards, or there was I know way over a hundred, but. There's a bigger percentage of yards after catch, I thought, in the game a week ago against Missouri State 
this past week, if you want to base some of that on on just yards after catch, it was seventy nine <coughs> yards after catch for for A and M. So I thought they were doing a better job, maybe oh, in some uh, some places uh, of getting them down. Yeah, you look at A and M's yaks in 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 the previous games, and and you know I thought Arkansas's you know I thought their defense on yards after catch was good. I, I don't I don't I don't think the defense when you look at I mean the objects to keep them from scoring points. And uh, they scored 17 points with their offense. And so I think that's a pretty good day defensively. I'll go back to what I said earlier. I, I, th- I think you've, I think you got to force a turnover or two. That's, that's, and, and if they don't force a turnover or two this Saturday, I, I, don't, I don't think they can beat Alabama. Um, I think if they do force a turnover or two, they can. Um, and I think if they'd forced one or two Saturday night, they'd have won. And look, everybody's got one little thing they go back to. And, you know, Arkansas might have picked two passes off and still lost. So, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that was, you know, that was the thing. But uh, it was a very competitive game. It was one of those what-if games, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I know a lot of fans didn't sleep well Saturday night, and I get that. Um, and, and those kinds of games are the most frustrating to lose when you feel like you're better than they are. And, um, you know, but I still think what we talked about in the last hour, I still think Arkansas is good enough to beat Alabama. You can't go back and replay this one. I mean, all you can do is go on. Last year there was a game against Auburn. I thought Arkansas was better going in and thought they were better coming out, but they lost the ball game by 15 or something. And uh, But by the end of the year, Arkansas, you know, the cream had risen to the top and Auburn had fallen. And so um, this was, to me, kind of like that, that feeling at the end of that game Saturday night. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge is in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Professional people, professional service. Schedule your service appointment today at gopascal.com. So I know a lot has been made about that back-breaking play where K.J. fumbled trying to kind of Superman jump over the goal line. Here's what Coach Pittman had to say about that play. I mean, it was a huge play, obviously. It went from 21-7 to 14-13 to as first down to it was a huge play in the game and unfortunately it happened to us. But we can't do that on first down. You know, if it was fourth down, that's a different story and unfortunately it just got popped out. And we know what ended up happening, Texas A&M. Give credit to those guys because they made a great play on that. But I've gotten several texts, as you guys probably have this morning. It just felt like at that particular moment, the offense until late in the fourth quarter was not the same until after that play. Well, they didn't have much time on the field in the third quarter. And, and, you know, again, I'll go back to their time of possession. I mean, what was it, 11 minutes and something in the third quarter, I think you said? Mm -hmm. Um, 11-20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just didn't have the ball. I mean, you can't score without the ball unless you force turnovers. And so, um, you know, that was the issue to me after that sequence. You know, A&M comes down and scores, and um, you're understandably reeling after that. Um, I expected them to, to basically be over it from an offensive standpoint in the third quarter, but they couldn't get the ball enough to, you know, really find out. There were eight fumbles in that game, guys. In a stadium where there's no rain or anything like that, I guess there's perspiration from your sweat. Uh, you got to remember, Bryce Stevens muffed that punt early. Luckily, freshman Quincy McAdoo got on the ball, but eight fumbles. Arkansas had well, five. Well, that's because they were knocking the crap out of each other. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with the elements. It's because they were. They, I mean, they were hitting each other. I mean, that's that. that that's with the exception of Stevens' muff. Yeah. That's 
that was the issue there. Yeah, I just wondered on the Stevens Muffet, just the, the background and looking up at a roof and the lights and all that. You know, just that that can't be as well, comfortable. Something that happened. can't something be as comfortable. Happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, well, something surmising. happened. Yeah. yeah, I think in Arkansas had a couple chances where I thought they were going to be able to get on the football because Max Johnson would get a bad snap, but he. What Pittman said in the post game, he was amazed that not only would Johnson recover the snap, he somehow would make throws and complete throws on that. There was even one on the sideline, Chuck, where he found a chain, but Bumper pushed him out of bounds that he caught the football. I, I just, I, the, some of those plays, I just don't know how Johnson was able to complete. Some well, of those he's a great passes. athlete. I mean, he's a great athlete, and that's the thing that you have to do sometimes is you got to remember the other guys got scholarship athletes too, and these guys were highly recruited and. They were just as excited to get their players as we were to get ours. And so, um, you know, they um, – Johnson's – he's a terrific athlete. I mean, he's 6'5". He's not um, – you know, he's not smooth as silk out there, but he doesn't get you beat. I mean, he's started two ball games and he's not thrown a pick. You know, you leave the stadium thinking that guy's not very good, but he's, you know, he's 2-0 and as a starter. You can't do any better than that. Let's hear what Jonathan in Texas thinks this morning. Go ahead, Jonathan. All right, so I'll go ahead and say I think it was the white helmet, which is the only reason I can think that we have so many weird things happening in that game. But anyways, um, I think our issues in that game boil down to one play, and it's one that not a lot of people I think have even talked about, but it's the play right before Cam Little's kick. I don't know if it was coached this way or if KJ just made another bad decision, but we didn't line the ball up well enough to even get a good kick for Cam Little. It was way on that hash, and I – couldn't understand why we weren't going over to the right to try to get that ball centered for him. What do you guys think about that play? Well, I think, and I don't know what his preference is. I will, I will preface this by saying I do not know what his preference is. But sometimes kickers like it from that left hash. Um, you know, their kickers have their preferences, and I'm not sure what his preference was there. To be honest with you. I was going to follow that, what Chuck just said with the he kind of stole thunder because you don't know. Some guys like it in the middle. Some guys like it on the left. Some guys like it on the right. I don't And Cam said, I, I was talking about this on Hog Reaction. To me, I thought, I thought it was going to bend inside. A lot of kicks start out right and they come back on the inside, but his just kept leaking and leaking. And then he pushed it. it. Yeah, he pushed it. And coach said he didn't, he didn't hit it that well in the post game, but. I know that there's no one, and people say, "Well, I I feel worse about this loss." And there's no one that feels worse about this loss than Cam Little. Well, you just think about the physics on that, a hitting the top of it. But I mean, if that if that comes up just a little bit lower, it probably dips inside of the upright. It could have come off the top of that, come down, and still bounced in. I mean, just the odds of that ever happening again to any kicker anywhere are pretty minimal. That it lands on top of the upright. I've never seen that ever in however many games I've watched, Chuck. Well, I mean, it was a, um, it was close. It was about as close yeah. as you could get. And um, it just, you know, just didn't bounce our way. Let's go to Little Rock. Welcome in Scout Keen. What do you have this morning for us, Scout Keen? Hey, man. Uh, I just want to say a couple things on the defense and offense. What I'm seeing. All right, on defense. When uh, the linebackers and D-line come in, they need to just slightly pump their brakes from all of this slip tackle because they be having the guys where they want. All right. Now, the D-backs, uh, I don't know if they need to uh, fake like they need to run a zone, but they really need to kind of stay run with these guys because they that zone – 
a smart receiver, though, all he need is just a couple of feet for him to catch the ball. So they need to kind of trick, trick, you know what I'm saying, trick this quarterback into throwing it to him, but kind of be like like an underneath coverage. And like, and they do need to get their head turned around, but that always been Arkansas nemesis for 25 years. They be back like they scared to get their head around early to see what's going on. All right. For the offense, KJ, he going to get it done. He, he should know better than that. But like I say, man, that's just part of him being who he is. He want to be Superman like Cam and do all that type of stuff. But uh, I'm seeing about five runs a game in a game. Every game, I'm seeing about five runs. Instead of him passing, he just needs to go and take off running, man, and that'll change our whole game. At least probably put 10 extra points up every game. If he just take off and plant his foot and go north. Same thing with Hornsby. Hornsby, Hornsby is fast, but he need to plant his foot and go north. Not all this side to side stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not east to west. Scout King, appreciate the call. I mean, guys, KJ had over 100 yards running the football. I would say, was he your leading rusher? Tommy, you got the stats with that. I think he yep. was. He was a leading um, rusher with 105. And, and yeah. people were mad at him for not running the Missouri State game when he's looking through his progressions. Some people get mad at him when he runs the ball and takes off too much. Kind of like when your offense doesn't do this or doesn't do that. I, I, I thought KJ ran the ball. He had that fourth and three that he converted, breaking a tackle. I thought he was fine running the football Saturday night. Yeah, Sam Pittman made a point on the pregame show, and I think this is a good point. He said, we go into every game asking ourselves, how much do we need to run KJ to win? And you plan your offense around that. As the games get tougher, you're going to need K.J. to run more. I fully expected him to run more against A&M, and that's why he didn't run more against Missouri State, because they knew what they were going to have to do the next week. He'll run more against Alabama. He'll run more every game moving forward. I'm not saying more than A&M, but he's going to run in the manner in which he ran against A&M as long as his body holds up, because these are the type games that that's, I mean, that's going to be required. So um, I thought that was a good – good point by the head coach was that you know we go into every game asking ourselves how much do we have to run KJ to win this week you know and you, you look at the negative rushing plays and if you look at KJ you had the sack KJ only had seven negative yards in the game but you had you had a negative yard uh, with uh, Malik Hornsby on that play but if you look at just with the running backs Chuck they're not having a lot of negative plays when they hand it off to, to the running backs in this offense. I mean, when you look at this rushing offense, they're not having a lot of breakdowns, you know, consistently game to game. Well, the other team's not lived in the Razorbacks' backfield, generally speaking, and part of that is KJ. I mean, you 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 can't go all out uh, with a guy like that because if you do and he breaks, uh, you know, he breaks that, that, that line of scrimmage, I mean, you're in trouble. So um, I think Arkansas has done a good job of avoiding lost yardage plays. They've They've... You know, the defense has gotten a lot more against the other team than the other team's gotten against the Razorbacks. So, from that perspective, I, I think Arkansas's offensive line, I thought they were fine on Saturday night. They just couldn't get the ball in the third quarter. And when you run the ball a lot on first and second down, which Arkansas does, avoiding negative plays, while as simple as that is, you know, it's, it's a huge thing to give Kendall Browns the flexibility to call some plays on short-yarded situations. Well, the one thing they've done very well – um, and, and, and I won't necessarily include Saturday night, but I won't exclude it either. 
um, they've done a pretty good job of winning first and second down. That's why they're going into the ball game. Their 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 third down percentage was forty nine percent because I mean. When your third down percentage is like that, it means you're winning on first and second down. And so percentage wasn't as high on uh, Saturday night. So that probably tells you a little something there, too. And we also need to bring up that they had some a good chunk of penalties for the first three games, and they only had, what, three on Saturday? Yeah. I mean, they were yeah. pretty – I know mistakes were made in turnovers, but they weren't making the mistakes that they made through the first three games in terms of the, the carpet being – not the carpet, the uh, laundry being on the field. Hey, let me say this, guys. And I know that, um, you know, we all are thinking about the ball game. But I will admit, when I walked out this morning in Fayetteville, 48 degrees, just for a minute, <clears throat> I forgot my angst over Texas A&M, and I didn't think about Alabama. And, and my point is that fall weather's on the way, and you need to get your heating system ready with Pascal's planned protection plan. Now, this is from Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. It's, it, it allows you seasonal tune-ups, not just now. But all year long, gives you priority service, and it gives you peace of mind. And I know people are thinking about their heating systems now when it gets a little bit cooler in the morning. These are professional people, professional people, professional service. They're Arkansas-owned. They're Arkansas-operated. They've been in business for over 50 years. They've got locations in northwest Arkansas. They're in the River Valley. They're in Hot Springs now, and I know we got a lot of listeners in Hot Springs. Got a great Razorback, Charlie Boyce is the owner, and um, you're going to like them. Professional people, professional service, go pack. It's back to the phone. Sterling is in Center Ridge. Sterling, go ahead, man. Guys, I've I've always always prepped this comment. It's the same thing every time I make this call. I don't know the look they're looking for before they call a play. I'm not there at practice. I didn't watch any film with them. Like I said, they made a solid look. They made them call the plays that they called. But this, uh, this one you just still watching. Me, Chuck, Chuck, this is not a second guess. I've said this to you back when you used to host the show way back in the day. And we talked about it just a couple weeks ago. When we run in the ball well, when we got things clicking, we got things working, we'll come up with some reverse, some flipping the ball around in the backfield for no reason. Now that, that, that's what I don't understand. And and, and and another thing I want to say, and be, I want to be perfectly clear, I'm not mad at Kendall. I'm not mad at anyone associated with the Razorback program. I'm disappointed that we lost the game that we should have won by three touchdowns. Very disappointed. I thought game day was coming. I thought we were going to be ranked eight, seven, six in that range and number two coming to town. And having that the talk of the whole week being can Arkansas beat Alabama on a national scale, not just here in the state, in that buildup. And that's what I'm most disappointed about losing that game. And I know the guys, well, I'm going to say they should hurt more than me, and I'm pretty sure they do. But, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. You know, they could be on the Alabama, and I'm still thinking about Saturday night. But that's what bothers me and i and i'm not going you know i've seen people say put it on kj cam only has one job it was, it was everybody it was even on even the stand even the, the fans in the stands and the fans at home they had all the negative thoughts after kj fumbled and couldn't get out of that funk 
that the players was in, that the people in the stands was in. And I know Ty said they didn't have nothing to cheer about. Well, I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta cheer just to cheer, just to pump you guys up. I mean, I say, I mean, I, when I call here, even though I'm not a member of the team, I consider myself a member of the of the team as a whole. So if I'm in the stands and I'm in there, got these negative thoughts, I gotta get them out of my head too. Even though I'm not associated, even though I don't got nothing to do with what's going on in the field, I'm not crazy. I don't need to be put in a crazy house. I know I'm not. I don't. I don't affect the game like that. I think we're all a little bit crazy. I think we're all a little bit crazy after we're Saturday fans. night. So. Fan is short for fanatic. It's part of it, Sterling, I guess. Part of it. Uh, <laughs> you're asking about moving on to Alabama. Chuck, I don't know the origin of this. Matt Baldwin asked me to ask you. <laughs> so did you call Alabama fans mouth-breathing knuckle-dragglers back in the day? On Sports Wrap? Oh, we had some fun with them back in the day. We sure did. Okay. We had some fun with them back then. I know that we're going to still kind of diagnose what we saw from Texas A&M, but K.J. Jefferson was asked, hey, how do you kind of get get ready for next game? He said, we're already on to Alabama. Right now, for me, I mean, I'm focused on Alabama right now. I mean, no need to focus on Texas A&M. The game over now. We can't go back and play the last play. We can't go back and wish we can go back on this drive or second quarter. Anything. I mean, we focus on Alabama right now, so we everybody turn there. Focus on Alabama. I mean, we nip this in the bud, and we're looking forward. I no need to look in the past. I think that's the only way you can do it. You know, I think for for the first time in a long time, Chuck, and, and you're around the team, you know, more than anyone uh, in the media, I think you got a team and a coaching staff that believes they can win this game, regardless of what happened last Saturday. I think it's a huge difference in, in the last 10 years or, or longer. I think it's been a long time since Arkansas had a roster filled with players that truly believed they can beat a team like Alabama. Well, I think they do, and, you know, I still feel the way I felt when the season started. There's not anybody on the schedule that I don't think Arkansas can beat. Now, the idea that you're going to go 12-0, and 0, that's a little far-fetched. But there's still not anybody on the schedule I don't think Arkansas can beat. I don't think Arkansas has got any less chance of beating Alabama because of what happened this past Saturday night. Now, I'm not saying I think they've got more chance. I don't believe that. But I think that in a lot of ways, they're, they're still the same team. And, you know... I think they'll give Alabama everything they want. And Alabama's got a way of running your plans. I mean, let's be honest. Alabama's got a way of running your day. They'll run your tailgate. They'll run your post game. They'll run the game itself. I mean, that's what they do. And they may come in here and do it again. We could have won the ball game Saturday night and gone in as a top 10 matchup. They get to come in and beat the brakes off of us. It's happened before. But um, I do think Arkansas has got a chance to win. I think the players feel like they have a chance to win. And I don't think that was diminished one iota by what happened Saturday night. So how do you convince fans that? Because I don't get that same sense that you Well, you're not going to. You're not going to, Ty. You're not going to convince fans. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what we think. That's what I those mean, players I, think. Yeah, I, I mean, do they believe? I mean, so what? So what? I, I mean, I doubt seriously that any time you pull off an upset, the majority of your fan base goes in thinking, "Yeah, we're going to win this week." Yeah, I promise. And that's you, why they call them upsets. After that's, losing, that's, I mean, yeah, after losing two in a row last year to Arkansas and Mississippi State A and M's fans, they didn't believe they were going to beat Bama when they did a year ago. 
At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Chuck, Tommy, I don't know about y'all. But I watched that, and I was on the opposite side of the field from where he kicked it, and I thought it was in. I thought it hit the goalpost and then bounced through the uprights instead of falling short. Chuck, I know you were on the op, like you were behind it basically. And yeah. it, what did it look like from your vantage point? Well, you know, it was. Uh, you could tell that it was. You know, I mean, he had plenty of distance, so there wasn't any doubt about that. You know, we were uh, behind the goalpost actually at an angle, and so. Um, we uh, we had a little cheat thing going where Gino would run get under the goalpost and uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd he'd say in the ear good no good and um, but um, he was on the other end of the field and so it just didn't work out right there and but um, yeah I, I could tell by the bounce it wasn't going to bounce our way I've never seen one land on top of an upright yeah that was I uh, mean, that was a um, yeah, that was a crazy play. I mean, it was a crazy ending. I mean, if it had been an inch higher, we'd have been arguing about that because they'd have the toughest call of the week. So, um, you know, I mean, can you imagine? And, and, and I know there's been a lot of stuff, and I don't know exactly what's accurate, to be honest with you. I know there's been some conversation about how those goalposts are taller than maybe some that you, you, know, you normally see. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I was looking at them on the field after the game. It, it certainly was a tall upright. But... Um, yeah, I mean, just think about that if it had gone over it. I mean, uh, somebody would have been really mad. One way or the other. <laughs> Based on the call, somebody would have been really mad. Hot Take Monday is brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. One of the great things that Wheels has is that mobile service shuttle. So rather than hooking up your RV and bringing it in for everything that you need taken care of, they can come to you to keep you camping. So, when it comes to buying your next RV, get the best brands at the best prices and a lifetime warranty at Wheels RV, five miles west of Exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover. 
with Wheels RV. Heard what KJ said earlier on Alabama. Coach Pittman, we played the audio from what he said in the locker room. Here's what he told us after the game about his team bouncing back. I think we'll bounce back. I really do. I mean, I love our kids, and they're tough and, and resilient, and, and, and I know Alabama's got a really good team, and the place will be sold out and rocking in there uh, next Saturday night. So, I mean, a lot of people spent their hard-earned money, and to come to watch us play, and we'll be ready to play. I, they'll be fine. What do the players need to do this week to, as you, what, what do we say, or recycle it out, turn flush it out, turn the page? Because the coaching staff's going to do their part. What do they, stay off social media, not talk to students? I just think you talk about Bama. You don't talk anymore about a and I mean, it doesn't mean you don't watch the film. It doesn't mean you don't learn from it. But I just think you can't sit around and dwell on what's in the past, I've you know we've all seen teams and, and been around situations, Chuck, where you just you can't get you can't move on, and you, you, your your mind and your thoughts are stuck on the past. They they just got to quit talking about it and just start talking about Bama. I think they'll do exactly what they do every week, and um, they'll prepare for the next game. I don't think it's gonna if 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 it stays in their psyche, I think it's gonna be a motivating factor. I don't think that. Um, I don't think they're going to spend the week thinking, man, we let one slip away. Um, or if they do, I think you turn it into a positive. I think they'll do exactly what they've done every week. This is a mature group. Um, you know, I'll go back to what we've said before. I don't feel any less confident about their chances against Alabama than I did before the A&M game. I thought Arkansas had a chance to win the Alabama game before they played A&M. I still feel that way. Now, they got to do some things different. You know, they're going to, you know, uh, there's some things that are going to have to be done differently if they're going to win that game. But I still think they're capable of winning that game. Players are going to stay on social media. I mean, the idea that they're going to say stay off social media. I mean, we can't stay off our phones. And you're going to ask a 19-year-old to? I mean, give me a break. (laughs) Of course they're going to be on their phones looking at that stuff. But, um, you know, that's part of the position that they're in is – they understand that they're, you know, that's going to be there, and and uh, I think they'll do today exactly what they do every Monday. I remember our coach prior to our state championship te- senior told us to stay off Fearless Friday, where people were debating who was going to win the state championship about us and Harrison, and all of us were on there. We Please. just we well, you stay. were on it as he was saying it. Yeah. You were on it the minute you walked out of there. You were on it all yep. evening. The idea that people are not going to look at social media is far-fetched. The only people you ever hear saying that are old guys. (laughs) Anybody that's younger or even as a kid knows it's impossible for them to say off social media. Of course they're going to read it. But you've got to process it, you've got to compartmentalize it, and you've got to treat this day just like you would any other Monday. They debate online who's going to win a soccer game? Football, soccer, but I mean it's Arkansas high school sports. People I learned are, something new today. People are. Nuts. I know they do. I, yeah. Hey, they set odds on it now. Yeah, they're. I mean, Mountain Pine by forty. It's it's. <laughs> I love uh, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. You think it? If you think Hogville was nuts, you should get on Fearless Friday and see some of the fan takes that you see from high school parents and well, coach. Not coaches, but coaches that have burners and stuff like that. It's it's very entertaining. All I can. All I try to remember when you read stuff that maybe isn't as uh, complimentary as you want of, of things you're doing is don't worry about criticism from people you wouldn't take advice from. And those players wouldn't take advice from any of us or anyone else online, so don't worry about the criticisms that come along with it. I'd say that's a good point. All right, let's take some calls. Ryan at Hot Springs, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Chuck, 
did Chuck just say Mountain Pine by 40? Yeah. (laughs) You do understand that they're playing eight-man football, right? (laughs) You score a lot of points in eight-man football. (laughs) Yes, sir, you do. Um, I actually, so I I go by hot, I I say hot springs, but I actually live in Royal, and my whole family, my dad's side of the family is from Mountain Pine. I I just pulled that out of the air. I just pulled that out of the air. I just thought that was awesome because, Outside of that, the only person you hear talk about Mountain Pine, Arkansas, is Bobby Bones. But anyway, I know um, where it is. I, I know where Mountain Pine is. That's awesome. The uh, but anyway, we'll get. I'll, I'll talk about the game. I think for me, the most disappointing fact of this game was the fact that Matt Landers touched the ball one time. And I think if we're going to have any chance against Alabama, that 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 cannot happen. We've got to get that man the ball. And I, I think too, we've got to feed the Binion more too. I, <clears throat> he had that good drive there at the end, feeding him. They helped us extend the play, get or extend the drive, get down there, and KJ scored. And I felt like going going the very next drive that when we missed the field goal, I felt like we should have had the Binion in there and not dominate. Which I'm not trying to criticize the the uh, the coaches. They're you know they know more than I do, but I just felt like the kid kind of earned it. You know what I mean? And um, I, I agree with you, Chuck. I feel like. Uh, we're talented enough to play and compete with uh, Alabama this weekend, and if they'll fix some stuff, I do think we get with us being at home and it being a packed house. I think it'd be enough to put us over the edge. Um, that's kind of my thoughts, and I hope y'all have a good week and uh, go Hogs. Right, I want to say this about Rashad Dabinian. It says a lot about the young man that in a true freshman to be in the ball game in a fourth quarter and a pivotal drive, and he had one play where he broke four or five tackles and was almost on his way to the end zone and then on that read option keeper that KJ took all the guys crashed down on him because of how much of a presence he had on that drive fellas yeah I mean you just look at and I think Ryan's right he'd earned the time but Arkansas's got some guys back there and and I agree with him on the Landers point but I'm going to tell you seeing Dominic Johnson back in there and the way he ran the ball at times Chuck there was three plays he gained like 27 yards three straight plays that, that's got me excited for what might be possible moving forward. Well, I think Arkansas's offensive line is good enough that you can go with a hot, fresh back. Um, I think that's one of the things that we may see them do more moving forward. Now, I, I still think Rocket's the guy. Don't get me wrong. And there are going to be games where, you know, you give him the ball 20, 25 times, and I think he can still do that. I don't think they do that every game, but I think there's still going to be one or two more games where, where Rocket really carries a big load. But I think the offensive line right now is playing well enough that you can put any of those four back there and you don't lose much. And uh, that's a good situation to be in. Now, they're going to have to do that on Saturday. I mean, the offensive line is going to have to play their best game. As good as they've been, they're going to have to be better. But um, I think that right now, any of those four backs, with, with, with the way the offensive line's playing, I think you've got a chance to find a hot hand. Your best defense may be your offense and keeping, keeping that Heisman Trophy winner on his well, side. Well, you've line. got to. You've, you've, you've got to be able to control the tempo of the game. And look, you've you got to force some turnovers. We got to get some turnovers, and uh, you don't. Uh, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent right on this, but I doubt very seriously if you go back over the last ten years and you look at the few times that Alabama's been beaten, I doubt you're going to find one where the other side didn't force any turnovers. I mean, you got to do that, and uh, uh, you're going to have to play your best game of the year in all areas. Uh, no penalties on punt returns. I mean, you're you're going to have to play your best game. 
in a lot of areas. A caller earlier in the show So we've not played a four-quarter game yet, and he's right. And uh, you got to play a four-quarter game Saturday to have a chance. Doesn't it? That doesn't mean you're going to win. But if you don't do that, you're probably going to lose by double digits. But there's been many teams in the last ten years that, at their best, still couldn't win this game. This oh, team, right. at their best, can win this game. That's what I believe. I agree with that. I agree with that. And uh, I, I think Arkansas is very capable of beating Alabama. I do believe that. Well, you mentioned the turnover aspect. I think back to that, even the A&M game last year and the Georgia game, the only two games that they lost, Bryce Young threw that pick six to close. They were down by eight, threw that pick six to close out the game. He threw a pick six. He was either pick six or just an interception at the goal line in College Station. Those are the, the moments that I specifically remember where the other team made a play and Arkansas hasn't done that defensively the last two games, and they have to have. Yeah, it back I mean, you got to do that. You know, you got to do that if you're going to win games like this. You're going to have to have a takeaway or two. Let's go back to the phones. Woods is in Benville. Go ahead, Woods. Hey guys, um, happy Monday. I guess if you could say Monday is a happy day, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel for I, what what triggered me to call in today was you were talking about social media. And uh, at times I don't understand why people who don't have any outcome or any effect in the football game or any sporting event get so upset. Um, it's never, you know, I, I've never understood that. And I feel for Cam Little, he looked dejected. Um, and I don't, I mean, KJ, he was making an effort play, you know, like he was, he was laying his body on the line to try to, you know, win the football game for his team. So, you know, when when you hear these things on social media, you just kind of like, what, I mean, what does this have to do with the outcome of your day? Like, because you, you didn't go to practice. You didn't put on a uniform. What does it do? Well, let me say this, though, Woods. I, I mean, I, I'm not ever going to minimize the emotional investment fans put into their team, particularly in our state. I mean, we're a one-team state. This is part of who we are. Um, we live and die from Saturday to Saturday, and it's always been that way. And people do make an emotional investment. Fans make an emotional investment, and a lot of them make a financial investment. So I'm not going to minimize that. Um, no, no. They're not there at practice. No, they're not, you know, they don't uh, They don't take the hits every day in practice in football or, you know, take, you know, whatever it is you do in the other sports. They don't do all that. But um, they do make an investment in this program. And, and I understand people getting upset. I do understand that. Um, I've been on this program, and maybe you guys have been on programs too, maybe not this one, but others where – you know, for two or three years there, the only analysis you offered on Monday was, well, we're just not any good. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I mean, this is a better spot to be in, and, and, and you want your fans to be invested, even if they say some things after the game that don't sound quite right. Because you expect to win now. That's the difference. A few years ago, you didn't expect to win. Now you truly right. are convicted and motivated and moved to the point that it, it hurts to lose because you, by God, expected to win the game. and You felt like you were the better team. Not everybody, well, you know, not 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 all these games the last five or six, seven years. Did you deep down feel like, yeah, we're going to beat A and M? 
Because you knew you weren't well, the better team. You haven't now had, you feel like you're the better team. You haven't had a team that's more talented since 2011 than the Aggies. Look year by year, look roster by roster. There's not been a more talented, maybe you could say 2015, but there's not been a more talented team that you've had on your side of the football than they've had on theirs. Well, and, it would have been easier to swallow Saturday night if you'd have just gotten lined up and whipped than the way it ended up. I mean, at least for me, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but it would have been much easier. To walk away from that feeling like, man, you just got beat at the line of scrimmage. We got we turned the ball over. You, you had football reasons why you got beat because you got whipped. You didn't get whipped Saturday. You just, you know, you just had about three or four unfortunate moments in that game that cost you. Well, now, you know, I will say this. Now, if we'd been down there Saturday night in A&M and whipped them all over the field, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about having a chance to beat Alabama. No. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, people still feel like this is a good team. And part of the reason they're upset today is because they feel like they were a better team than the one the Razorbacks lost to on, on, on Saturday night. But, you know, you don't want to be in a spot coming off a game where you've just, you know, had your tail whipped all night no. uh, because that's when you do let a game like that beat you twice. And um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think these kids will do that. I, I, I think uh, just like every other team, uh, just like Kansas State did when they turned the page to Oklahoma, and just like A&M did last year when Mississippi State beat them, they turned the page to Alabama. And and so, um, you know, you do. Kids kids are more resilient than we are, and uh, they'll be ready Saturday. And we're brought to you by APAC Arcola. They have immediate openings in northwest Arkansas, also in Boone, Marion, and Baxter counties. You're a licensed CDL driver, heavy equipment operator, concrete finisher, diesel mechanic, or you have paving or concrete labor experience. You can apply today at jobs.crh.com. APAC offers top pay, a sign-on bonus, benefits including insurance, retirement, and profit sharing. And you can apply today. Again, that's jobs.crh.com. Jobs.crh.com. APAC Arcola is an equal opportunity employer. So if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan in addition to being an Arkansas fan, night. Weekend did not go according to plan. We'll see what happens with the Cowboys and the Giants tonight. But if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, you had this to experience. Pujols with the widespread stance, arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch. The 1-1 pitch. A swing, and there it goes! Left field, way back! That's home run number 700! Pujols hits a three-run homer! And he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, 2022. Pretty special moment. I thought it was pretty cool to see all the Dodgers fans as a former Dodger. They gave him his just due this weekend. It was a great moment. I mean, it was a great moment. And, um, you know, he's got a flair for the dramatic. Whatever you want to say about Pujols, he's got a flair for the dramatic. And it was, um, you know... John Rooney made a great call right there. That was the Cardinals radio network. The game was on Apple Plus. I don't know how many people spent their Friday night watching the Cardinals play on Apple Plus. I wished it had been on, you know, the normal Cardinal Valley sports telecast where the Cardinal guys, you know, where McLaughlin and Ricky Horton could have called it. But it didn't work out that way. But, man, it was a great moment. And um, I think a lot of people, myself included, I mean, you think about the last 20 years, how many moments Albert Pujols has given us. And um, there's just been none better in my lifetime. And, he, you know, you look at the num- the consistency in the 20 home run seasons and, and how many of those he's strung together. I was, I was reading, uh, I think it's it's Bonds and, and Hank Aaron are the only ones that have maybe more at this point. I mean, just the consistency throughout his con- career and the longevity, it's amazing. 
he is so old now that people forget how good he was in his first 10 years. Guys, for 10 straight years, he hit 300 or better with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs for 10 straight years. Nobody does that now. You can hit 30 home runs and 100 and have 100 RBIs. These guys hit 240 now doing that, and they're all-stars, which is a joke. But um, Pujols hit 300, 30 homers, 100 RBIs, 10 straight years. I mean, there's never been a right-handed hitter that's done anything like that. Playoffs are just around the corner. You talk about the flair for dramatic. You you get into the playoffs, you got your shot. What what kind of shot do you give the Cardinals to make any noise? Nah, maybe get they're not back playing to well right now. They're not playing well right now. They've lost four of six, and they're not scoring runs. Wainwright's breaking down. I don't know. Last year they went on that big winning streak. They got in the playoffs, and that was that. This year they've they've pulled away at the end. Played really good ball doing it. I'm concerned that they're not playing well right now. Now, I know when you get in the playoffs, it's a new season, and, and um, you know, everybody's going to be filled with hope, and I will be too, but they're going to win the division. I mean, they're up six and a half with eight to play. They're going to win the division. They're going to be in the playoffs, but um, I'd like to see them kind of get back on the, you know, get back in a groove a little bit. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be fun to see them take or Albert take them I guess and Molina and, and Wainwright take them on one final ride in the playoffs I don't know if it's going to happen or not though you know it's been a while and but anybody that's from around here knows that if the Cardinals are re- making a run in October there are people taking off work at noon mm-hmm. they're driving like 85 miles an hour to get to St. Louis <laughs> so they can go to that game I see them every time they're there but it you know it's been almost 10 years since they've been a well, it's been 10 years since they've been a legit Nine years, I guess, since they've been a legit contender. But if they make a run, there'll be a lot of people from around here go up, and I hope they're good enough to do it. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.